live up those fryers, because I am sure hungry for one. Help! Help! Riley! Can't you see we're closed? Ready for another round? This is my kind of game. Heyo, welcome to Thank Fucking God It's Friday. I'm Drew. And I'm Katie. And this week we'll be talking about a fellow that Barack Obama once said was his favorite TV character, someone near and dear to my TV watching heart, SpongeBob SquarePants. Is that true about Barack Obama? Yeah. In <laughs> 2008, he had an interview with, I think it was with TV Guide, and he said that it was, it was his favorite. He watched it with his kids. He had other shows he liked better, but I mean, Spongebob is just, it was his favorite character. Interesting. That's some high praise from uh, the former president. I wish he was still the president. (laughs) Maybe we shouldn't talk about that. (laughs) Don't need to go down that. We don't need to go down that kind of nostalgia right now. (laughs) Um, So I actually didn't watch Spongebob Squarepants when it started or really since then. Um, I think when it started out, it was 1999, right? So I was around 14 or so. I don't think at that time I was really watching Nickelodeon. I think by then I was watching more of maybe some Disney channel. And then also, um, it was Fox family channel and then it later became ABC family channel and now it's Freeform. Oh, is that what, um, what is that show with the super religious family? Seventh heaven. Is that what that was? No, that was on WB. Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I didn't watch. I don't feel like I watched any of those stations. I just remember watching a lot of Cartoon Network and okay. Nickelodeon. And other than that, I don't think I just, I didn't deviate unless there was a sports game on or anything like that. If the Pistons were playing, I'd watch something else. Fair enough. Yeah, I would probably watch cartoons mostly when I was younger. So I watched Doug when that was the big thing and Rugrats, but... I think around the time when Hey Arnold came out, that was kind of when I stopped watching cartoons. You didn't watch Hey Arnold? I watched some of it. Like, I know bits and pieces of it. I couldn't tell you anybody's names besides Arnold and Helga. Oh, Hey Arnold was great. It was, it, that was one of the best ones. I feel like I was still watching Rugrats a lot at the, at the end of the 90s. And I feel like if I had TV now, outside of just Hulu and Netflix and all of that, I'd probably still just watch cartoons. Yeah. Well, there's a, there's a lot of them that are on Netflix now that are pretty good. I hear. I know, but (laughs) I feel like I'm supposed to be an adult and watch other things. So instead, I think there's always time for Bob's Burgers. Never got into Bob's Burgers. I've watched some of it. I know. I know. (laughs) I, I gotta get on it, but I never just can't do it. Well, with Spongebob, I have seen bits and pieces of it, I guess just as clips, but mostly I think I saw it as like merchandise. So the kids that would buy like Spongebob sheets and stuff like that. Well, the Spongebob Um, sheets are ridiculous (laughs) and they're, they look so weird, but Spongebob, I don't know. Spongebob was great. Like the first, the beginning of that show was amazing and I still feel like it's one of the best cartoons ever. Because it's still on today too, right? They're making new stuff? They are. It's not necessarily good anymore. Oh. But, you know, after however many years, it's in its ninth or tenth season right now. I 
think I looked it up and it said it was in 12, 11 or 12. Or 12. Maybe one of those. <laughs> Which I don't actually understand how the math works on that. If it started in 99 and we're now 19 years later than that. Well, they, they took some hiatuses. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, so it originally came out on the air in the summer of 1999. I think in May it had uh, kind of a release and then a few months later it was on regularly. Uh, so it barely makes the cut for us for TFGIF, but it does fall <laughs> as a 90s show. And for those of you that don't know, SpongeBob follows the adventures of the titular SpongeBob SquarePants. Uh, it follows his best friend Patrick, their neighbor Squidward, and the other residents of Bikini Bottom, the town where they live. It is the longest running Nickelodeon show. Uh, it passed Rugrats as the longest running one somewhere around like 2012. Oh. And it's also Nickelodeon's highest rated show ever. It was named by Time Magazine as one of the greatest TV shows of all time. Dang. Yeah. Out of everything? Not just cartoons. We're yeah, talking just, about everything. Yeah, just one of the greatest TV shows of all time. Wow. Uh, SpongeBob is, as you might expect, he's a sea sponge. He lives inside a pineapple with his pet snail, Gary. He likes to go jellyfishing. He works as a fry cook down at the Krusty Krab. And while... You know, the show is still on, and while the later seasons have kind of gone down, the first three seasons are so, they're so amazing. Like, I just went back and I looked at all of the episodes just from season one. I looked at all of the episodes, <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, that one's so good. Oh, that one's the greatest. I think it was and, hard for you to choose which ones we were going to watch. Yeah. Katie let me choose both episodes this time, and I think I went back and forth between about five episodes until I finally was like, whatever, we're just doing this one. I have to, I just have to go <laughs> with it. Uh, so we ended up going with the first episode, which has three parts, Help Wanted, Reef Blower, and Tea at the Tree Dome. And then we also went with a later episode from season one that has Arg and Rock Bottom. Yep. And this was my first time seeing any of those. So, uh... I was telling Drew, basically, I just have a lot of questions. I could follow what was happening and all that, but just in general, SpongeBob SquarePants. You said he's a sea sponge. He is. He is a square person. He wears pants. Square yes. pants. He wears square pants, but he looks like a kitchen sponge, not a sea sponge, right? I don't really know what a sea sponge looks like, I guess. I don't know that I've ever looked at one. Don't they look like regular sponges? They, well, they're know? not cut as a rectangle. Well, I mean, they're still <laughs> porous. Yeah, no, they are still porous, but I mean, That's he is, I don't think they're bright yellow. Well, I, the only yeah. thing he's missing is the um, abrasive side. Yeah, well, he's not that kind of sponge. He's, <laughs> he's just your general okay. sponge. So. And he likes, he likes to walk around in his underwear, it seemed like. Well, you don't wake up and walk around in your underwear? No. Well, some <laughs> of us like to be comfortable. <laughs> well, let's get right into Help Wanted. And we, as we go through, I guess you can ask your questions. And okay. I, can, I can answer as best as we can. Uh, Help Wanted is the first ever episode, and it introduces to almost every main character for the show. Uh, it starts out with the voiceover, which I love the voiceover and the accent it, that they've got going on. And it's in almost every episode where they just kind of start out that way. And we get introduced to Bikini Bottom, SpongeBob. He wakes up. His alarm is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. 
it, and he was sleeping through part of that. Yeah, it is literally blowing his his sheets off of him, and he wakes up finally like it's nothing. And I love <laughs> that he has a diving board in his room right above his bed. That's like the kid's dream. <laughs> yeah. And his bed is also three mattresses, so it's like some princess in the peach kind of shit going on. <laughs> or princess in the peach, not peach. Pea. Princess in the pea. <laughs> she definitely would have noticed that there was a peach under there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, he goes off, he jumps off of that, dives into his clothes, which is impressive. Oh, yeah. I mean, he had probably practiced that a lot. Yeah, he does it every day. <laughs> and somewhere in there, um, his, what was his pet's name? Gary. Gary. Gary the snail meows. Yeah. Meow. <laughs> Gary. <laughs> Gary's so, wonderful. So so Gary is a snail, but half cat or something. I, I was confused on why he was meowing. I think that in the world of SpongeBob, sea snails are their cats. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's kind of how it goes. Got it. He lifts weights. He's got his, his heavy weight lifting uh, <laughs> stuffed animals in there. And then he shouts something that I feel like I've said so many times in my life when I'm trying to psych myself over something. <laughs> He's getting ready to go get his job and he just starts screaming out, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready as he's <laughs> running down. And I I really love SpongeBob. That was familiar. Like, I think I had probably heard that before, maybe from you, I don't know, but from somebody I had heard that before. So when that part played, I was like, oh, okay, now I kind of get this reference. Yep. There are actually a lot of SpongeBob references that have become uh, memes. Oh, really? And, oh, there are a lot of them just from these episodes we watched today. And there's some things that I'll still text a couple of my buddies from high school all the time that are references to SpongeBob. Are these memes that the kids are using? Some of them, yeah. Oh. Some of them, some of the kids. <laughs> yeah, some of them are used by by kids today. I mean, you, you teach at a high school, so you would have the uh, ear to the streets with the kids. Yeah, there are definitely some SpongeBob memes. There's always new ones, too. New ones coming out. Wow. Yep. He, uh, he passes his buddy Patrick. Patrick is the best. Patrick is my favorite character from it, <laughs> by far. Um, Patrick is a starfish. His name is Patrick Star. <laughs> they didn't mention that part. And his house, was it a coconut? I think so. He was on top of it. So does it not have like a door? No, it, he wasn't on top of it. Oh, it wasn't? He was, on, he was on the bottom. He was on top of it in another episode. Oh, yeah. okay. Nope, it just lifts up. There's oh, no door. Okay. <laughs> it just lifts up because he was stuck on the bottom of got it. Got it, got it. Okay. Yeah. I missed that part. Yeah. And uh, SpongeBob's going to work at the Krusty Krab. Well, he's not going to work. He's going to apply for a job. Right. And he immediately trips on a nail that's sticking out of the floor and bounces back and forth for a pretty long time. But he sticks the landing. I mean, he sticks <laughs> landing right in front of Mr. Krabs and Squidward. And just he has not lost any of his confidence because he oh, asked no. him like right away. So when do I start? Which is <laughs> just a real ballsy move after you just tripped in front of everyone. I mean, with a job interview in general, that would be a ballsy mood move. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I really identify with Squidward. In life in general, <laughs> Squidward, I feel like is every, is everyone's just inner cynicism of life. And they just, you just see SpongeBob coming. He's like, oh my God, this guy again. <laughs> and he lives right next door to SpongeBob and he's got to deal with him all the time. And it's like, I've got, I've got those people. And you just look at him and you're like, oh God. So Squidward is, I assume a squid. Yes. 
I only saw four legs, plus I think he had arms. Do I think squids? he's an octopus, actually. Oh, okay. So he should have eight legs. Does he have eight legs? Did we just not see some of them? I mean, he walks with four legs. He's got four mm-hmm. legs on the ground and then two. So he's only got six. Okay. So I don't know what that makes him, but I know he's got six because there's four on the ground and then two two arms. Hmm. Okay. But uh, Squidward doesn't want SpongeBob to work there. And so he and Mr. Krabs send him out on some long winded thing for a, a spatula that they probably presume is not real. Yeah, that's what it seemed like. They were sending him on an impossible mission and telling him not to come back until he found it. Yeah, they, they don't want him back there. Uh, <laughs> they do that. SpongeBob runs off. He's saying, oh, got it. Got it. I'm going to go do it. I'm going to be a fry cook. It's wonderful. And as soon as he leaves, Mr. Krabs and Squidward are laughing and all these buses pull and, up. And uh, one thing yeah. is that his, uh, Mr. Krabs' laugh was very Popeye-esque. <laughs> ah, ca, 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 ca. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it is very, it is very Popeye. Squidward <laughs> sounds like, like a bad trumpet. Oh, or like a duck that's just like trying to call something. (laughs) It's a pretty good impression. I've done it a lot. (laughs) Uh, But Mr. Krabs hears the hatch doors open outside and he says something that I feel like I've said it a bunch, but maybe not even just the exact phrase, but just something similar in the same sort of uh, way. He's like, (laughs) starts sniffing. Do you smell that smell? The smell. <laughs> the smelly smell. The smelly smell that smells. <laughs> smelly. And I know for a fact that I've still referenced that almost at least every month probably at some point. If you do that around me, it's gone straight over my head. Probably. <laughs> unless you remember all the episodes of SpongeBob. Which I don't. But maybe maybe now I will. So um, the doors open up and... A crap ton of anchovies come out. And I guess when I was watching this, it was the first episode I was seeing. So I saw these buses. So I thought they were school buses. I wasn't really sure what was happening. I was like, oh, that would be kind of clever, like a school of fish, school buses. But um, they didn't seem like they were actually like school buses after all. No, they seemed insane. <laughs> they seemed like they were insane fish or maybe they're foreigners. Maybe anchovies are foreigners oh. and they're like tourists. I'm not sure. Uh, but either way, the anchovies are insane and it looks like they're about to kill Squidward and Mr. Krabs until SpongeBob, who has been shopping, shows up with his turbo spatula and just is a he's a fucking natural. He's <laughs> a natural. He just is cooking like 20 of them at once. He does run all over the food, but... And he cuts himself up in the process. Yeah, but you know he's a sponge. Maybe they regenerate. Maybe, Maybe. there's a bunch of Spongebobs now. <laughs> I don't know. He ends up getting the job. Squidward has some complaints, but he, he goes through a hip, hip, hooray. With, uh, with <laughs> I mean, this. he earned that job. He, yeah. He saved their lives. Yeah, I think you had to hire him at that point. He, <laughs> yes. That was a good application and a good... Uh, that was a good interview. That was yeah. a good on-the-job interview. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, and that's the first part of episode one. Uh, so then we have a little short in this one called Reef Blower, which is two, three minutes long, maybe yeah, at most. It's pretty and quick. Yeah. It's literally Squidward is upset because there's one shell in his lawn. I assume those would be like leaves yeah. for them. And he throws it in Squid, or not, he doesn't throw in Squidward. He throws it over to SpongeBob's lawn. Mm-hmm. And SpongeBob overreacts, gets his <laughs> reef blower, and just causes all hell. And 
I feel like Squidward's life is rough. Living next door to SpongeBob? Yeah. I mean, so SpongeBob puts on this giant reef blower that I guess is like a leaf blower. And it takes up more than his whole body. And he's seemingly blowing sand around. Yeah, well, I think he just did it to blow the blow the shell. But my favorite part and the only thing I feel like worth talking about with this short is that he absorbs the entire ocean. <laughs> he sucks up the entire ocean because they're in the Pacific Ocean. Oh. That's where it's set. And I was going to ask that. Yeah. <laughs> but beneath the Bikini Atoll. Oh. Yeah. Is that a real place? Room. I actually didn't look up if it's a real place or not. It doesn't sound like it would be a real place. I bet it is. Isn't that where they did like the nuclear testing is the Bikini Islands or something like that? Maybe I don't that's know. How these, maybe that's how these things came alive. I didn't pay attention in history class. Yeah. Uh, but he sucks up the entire ocean, blows it all out, and and that's that's kind of where it's at. I have one more thing to say about that episode. Did you know that it's the only episode where there's no dialogue? That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. There's just the... Like in the silent movies where they had the the text at the bottom. It was like, you. I that. read something, and I should have saved this, but it basically said that they were having sound issues or something like that, and that's the reason why there was no dialogue. I don't know if it was like a problem with the microphones or something like that, but it originally sounded like it was supposed to have dialogue, and then they just scrapped it. Yeah, it works anyways. It's just yeah. a filler thing. And that leads us to Tea at the Tree Dome. Why don't you start us off? So SpongeBob is wearing giant glasses and he's outside going jellyfish catching, which it seemed like it was our equivalent in the 1800s or something of butterfly catching. I don't know anybody that butterfly catches now. (laughs) I I feel like little kids love, little kids know so much about butterflies. Really? Oh my God. Yeah. Ask Ask an elementary schooler what their favorite butterfly is. I guarantee you they can tell you. I never cared about butterflies. Oh, my gosh. There, maybe it was just in Grand Rapids where this was a thing. Like in, uh, there's a place called Fred Meyer Gardens. And different from the Fred Meyer Yeah, we have, a, we have a Fred Meyer Frederick, store. <laughs> Frederick Meyer, M-E-I-J-E-R. Frederick Meyer Gardens. And it, it had all this art and different stuff, but... Every year is home to the largest butterfly like collection oh. and, and indoor butterfly thing. You could go in and there's these butterflies everywhere and they're beautiful. But there would inevitably always be like these little kids there, these elementary school age kids, and they'd just be pointing at these things and be like, oh, that one's a, a, a blue monarch. Oh, that one's wings have distinctive patterns when they have this. Oh, that <laughs> one flies to South America when they let it go. I'm like, what? how the fuck do you know this? And like these kids would just know so much. And I would just listen. I'd be walking through there. And I'm like, these are beautiful. How do you know this? It's a free docent tour. It's yeah, it's ridiculous. Those kids, that's a you know what? They should just hire the little kids to do all <laughs> of the tours in there. It'd be adorable and people would want to go and they'd make yeah. more money. I am kind of afraid of butterflies. So maybe that's why I don't know that much about them. Our prom one year was actually at Pacific Science Center and you could go into the butterfly room and I went through there as fast as possible. I did not <laughs> want to be there. Uh, there's actually an episode of SpongeBob where... Sandy has a caterpillar, a pet caterpillar, Mm -hmm. and she goes out of town and 
asks Patrick and SpongeBob to watch it, and it goes into its cocoon and comes out as a butterfly, yeah. and they think it is like this monster, <laughs> and it comes out and like terrorizes the city, and all of Bikini Bottom burns down <laughs> because oh, geez. of this. Yeah, it's well, you know what they say when a butterfly flaps its wings. <laughs> what? That it can cause a hurricane or something like that. Uh, well, it caused the, the the death and destruction of all of Bikini Bottom. Um, so Sandy has, as SpongeBob's field guide points out, she's a land squirrel. And I like how it's specified land. Yeah. Well, are there other kinds? Tree squirrel. I don't know how a tree squirrel would be different than a land squirrel. I guess all squirrels can Flying trees, squirrel right? would be Flying different. Flying squirrel. Well, I don't know. Maybe there's some that like have their nests on the ground. Do they have nests? <laughs> I don't think so. It's home. They live, they have to live somewhere. Do, uh, we maybe should have looked this up. <laughs> don't, uh, where do like chipmunks live? They live in like trees, right? Yeah. So that'd be squirrels too. All right. Well, they're different things. <laughs> anyway. Either way, she's fighting a... A giant clam. And she is wearing a, what looks like a spacesuit in order to breathe underwater. Yeah. And SpongeBob thinks she's in trouble when it seemingly eats her and he goes to use his karate and <laughs> beat up the clam. SpongeBob is very weak. Uh, Sandy is not. No. Sandy is a monster. She destroys that clam and then... She introduces herself to SpongeBob and they're like, oh, you like karate and woo. And she just cracks a rock into pieces like it's nothing. Like, oh, here, watch this. <laughs> and SpongeBob responds with armpit farts uh, because I think that SpongeBob has a crush on her. Yeah, that's what it seemed like. And that part also reminded me that we talked about armpit farts on the last episode with Pete and Pete well, because of Artie. <laughs> Armpit farts are a big part of the. We'll the see 90s. if we can continue it into third, yeah. the third episode too. There's there's armpit farts and everything. They could be part of anything. <laughs> um, and so SpongeBob asks Sandy what is on her head because he wants to try it. Was that right? He just wanted to know what was going on, and she's like, "Oh, that's my air." I think he wanted to wear it too, and she was like, "No, you can't because I need this air to breathe." And then SpongeBob says that he loves air. Yeah. Which he's clearly just trying to impress her. So, right. Oh, yeah, air. He's just doing that. Ooh, cool. And she gives him. She invites him over and gives him a map that literally just says, "Sandy's place." You. Yeah. She knows where he's going to be at all times. Apparently, <laughs> I hope that map works from his house. And he goes back to Patrick because Patrick is, of course, the best source of all knowledge for you. And. <laughs> He wants to figure out what the heck is going on and ask Patrick what air is. And, and Patrick thinks that he means putting on airs, meaning like that she's fancy. Yeah. And I fucking love Patrick. Like Patrick's so dumb. How does he even know that phrase? That <laughs> That's my first thing is Patrick would clearly not know what putting on airs means, but of course right. he knows. And he tells SpongeBob to do something that I still do when I... When I drink anything, <laughs> uh, which is to be fancy, you hold your pinky up. Yep. Got to gotta put your pinky up as high as it can go. Yep. When in doubt, pinky out. Yep. Uh, I still do that. Whenever I'm drinking something, I've got my pinky out and I think of Patrick every <laughs> single time. <laughs> I mean, it's natural when you're picking up something small, but I can't say I do it with everything. 
I, <laughs> yeah, I definitely do it when I'm just drinking a glass of water. I feel like it just happens naturally for me at this point. <laughs> You've practiced. You've taken that advice to heart. Well, yeah, I heard Patrick yelling it all the time, so <laughs> I had to do it. And Patrick escorts SpongeBob to Sandy's Sandy's tree dome, yep. and uh, he, he comes in. And let me just say that if this is a date, Sandy is dressed Real scandalously for oh, a yeah. first date. Yeah. And she threw on a bikini. Yep. She's just walking around in a swimsuit, which SpongeBob doesn't comment on or anything. He's just like chill about it. He doesn't, he, it seems like he's not surprised. It's natural. Somebody, yeah. I mean, they live in Bikini Bottom. Maybe that's <laughs> what yeah. you expect. Could be. But SpongeBob does the classic guy move of uh, acting okay when he's clearly not. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, no, I can tough it out. I don't need this water. I don't need water. <laughs> and he he clearly needs water. And his eyes are like bugging out of his head. Yeah. He looks like a dried out sponge yep. at this point. Uh, he finds her bird bath, dives in there. That's great. Yep. He soaks up all the water. Sandy. Sandy is Southern as fuck, first of all. She is clearly from Texas. and She has good Southern manners. Yeah. She's giving him cookies. She's getting tea. She's doing all this stuff. And the whole time, SpongeBob is kind of freaking out. He needs water. And he's going his mantra, I don't need it. I don't need it. I don't need it. And then he finally flips out, freaks out. He drinks the water out of the vase that uh, she put the flowers in. I mean, it had ice cubes in it, too, so... She made it look like it was a drink. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And he tries to leave. But Patrick is a clutch wingman, and he's not (laughs) about to let SpongeBob just give up and and lose out here. Nope. He's going to help his buddy. And so he drags him back over to uh, the table where they were sitting at. And on the way there, he collapses as well because he didn't realize that he needed air as well water. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) He needed water as well. Um, So I guess maybe that's because he didn't realize what air was. And so they literally dry up. They show a shot of a sponge and a starfish that is an actual like it seemed like real a picture. Yeah, yeah, it was a picture of them. And they do that a lot in SpongeBob where they'll just show real life, especially when they come out of the water. There's a couple episodes where they come up onto land mm. and they'll always just show them as as real things. And it looks ridiculous, especially when they bring Squidward. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, I, I, I thought that was a pretty cool effect. I yeah. mean, way to represent that, I guess. Yeah. And then Sandy is like, oh, you didn't need to pretend like you didn't need air and or water. I keep saying air. <laughs> you didn't need to pretend like you didn't need water and gives them helmets that she puts water into. Oh, yeah. And Patrick, is Patrick, I love Patrick. He didn't last 10 seconds. Like SpongeBob was in there for a while yeah. without water. I mean, sure, he got the bird bath and the face, but really a long time without water. Patrick lasted like 10 seconds maximum Yep, and just gave up. I, I just love Patrick so much. There's so many good <laughs> Patrick things. And then they have tea and that's it. They, they yep. drink with their pinkies out, even when the tea is in their little helmets full of water. Yep. That is, oh yeah, I forgot about that part. Didn't it have the little tea bags in there too? Yep. They put the tea right into the, yeah. in that. <laughs> So that is the first episode, the, what you might call the pilot episode. Yep. They had, uh, 
I think they just had some promotional stuff beforehand, but that was the first real episode that that ever came on for SpongeBob. A little trivia before we get on to the second one. Okay. The guy who voices SpongeBob, he, uh, his name is Tom Kenny and he was on another show on Nickelodeon and voiced someone that we'll probably talk about in a later episode. Uh, he was on Rocco's Modern Life and he voiced Heifer. Oh, Yep, he is Heifer on that one. He's also in uh, some Rick and Morty. I don't know if you've watched that. I haven't watched that yet. He, he's Squanchy in Rick and Morty, as well <laughs> as some other random people. But I looked at his IMDb page, and he has so much stuff. All Almost all voiceover stuff. Yeah. Just so much. I think that's pretty common with voice actors. I mean, they can probably just do so much in a day. They're, also, not, they're not having to do a million takes, I would assume. Yeah, he, if you're professional, I suppose yeah. it'd be good. And he also does the voice of Gary, so that's him meowing. Oh. And he does some other ones on the show, but he he is on Rocco's My Life as Heifer, and I think that he probably got that job uh, because the, the, the creator of SpongeBob, Steven Hillenberg, he was also a director on Rocco's Modern Life. Uh, he, he had some, some chief roles on that. That was his first big... Really, his first job in animation is he was uh, on that. Oh. And so he he got that, and I'm assuming he knew Tom Kenny from, from Rocco's Modern Life. He was like, hey, you want to voice this guy, SpongeBob? Yeah, <laughs> and he did. Good. Cool. So then we get to ARG, which is the first part of our second episode. It came uh, later in the season, about halfway through season one. And I went back and forth between this episode and the Krusty Krab pizza delivery episode, which in my estimation is the best episode from season one. But I just also really like this one. And I like <laughs> both parts of this one. So which part in particular did you like better? From this one? Yeah. Uh, I like Rock Bottom better. Okay. If it was up to me, I would have gone back in time and made them change so that the best episode <laughs> was in season one so I could pick it for this, which is when they start the band, because that is the best episode of SpongeBob <laughs> ever, but that's in season three. Got and it. It's sad. So this episode, um, what did you say it was called? Arg. Arg. They're at the Krusty Krab. Yes. And Patrick and SpongeBob are playing a board game and Mr. Krab is it Mr. Crab or Mr. Krabs? Mr. Krabs. Mr. Krabs. Unfortunate name. <laughs> Mr. Krabs comes over and joins their game. And actually, when he first sat down, it seemed like they didn't really start the game over. They just kept playing and added him to it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that they did. But I don't think they were, they probably weren't playing it right. They're not smart. Oh. <laughs> uh, they They also have just a recurring joke in this episode where they continuously just tell Mr. Krabs that, he, boy, Mr. Krabs, you sure are sweaty. And he gets <laughs> excited and he just starts sweating. And it's every time that there's like doubloons or gold or money around, it's like, oh, Mr. Krabs is getting sweaty again. And I don't know why that I always find that funny, especially when Patrick does it. Anything Patrick does is hilarious. So. I don't know how he's sweaty when they're underwater. Well, there's there's <laughs> a lot of things. Like the episode where they create a fire underwater. Oh. Until they realize that they're underwater with a fire and then it just goes out. Because <laughs> they're like, oh, whoopsies. <laughs> uh, so they're playing the Flying Dutchman treasure game and Mr. Krabs decides to play it with them because he hears there's treasure. Yep. Even if it's fake treasure. treasure. Oh, gold doubloons. And he wins, which the game is horrible. 
because there's just an, there's a card that you automatically win. Oh yeah. That's how crabs wins. He rolls and then he pulls the card and he's like, yeah, go to the, go to the X you win. That's it. It's like, oh. And then he gets to physically dig up the treasure on the board game. Which you would think then you could probably only play the game once. I mean, you could pile this sand yeah. back up. I mean, they have plenty of sand. Yeah. <laughs> but how are they like designing it with the X on there every time? I don't know. I have I a lot know. of thoughts. And the sand would be perfect for, you know, building things up. It'd be nice and yeah. nice and wet sand. <laughs> but Mr. Krabs gets obsessed with this game. It has everything he wants. It has treasure. It has winning. It has him going for gold. He just wants <laughs> gold. He wants all the money. Uh, he wants that money and that treasure so much that he turns a customer who would probably be paying away. And this customer, for people that are big fans of SpongeBob, <laughs> is this is one of the first times that they have the guy almost any time something goes as- awry or there's somebody like thrown out or there's a fight you just hear someone go in the back oh my leg like there's so many memes about this <laughs> and all of the stuff just the guy my leg almost any scene where there's somebody gets hurt you just hear them screaming that and yeah. i love that guy <laughs> and that that's the guy who says it yeah okay uh, his name is fred clever Yes. <laughs> so he gets hurt all the time and you your oh, my leg. And that is definitely one of the memes that still <laughs> the, the kids still use. Yeah. Um, Mr. Krabs gets so obsessed, though, after this point that he follows SpongeBob home, wants to play it there. And SpongeBob finally kicks him out, which leads to the next morning when Mr. Krabs shows up in a pirate ship. Don't know how he got it because he would not spend money on that. <laughs> well, he wants this treasure real bad. And he tells SpongeBob that he has a treasure map and a they're real gonna, one. a real treasure map. And they're going to go find this treasure, but they can't look at the treasure map. Only the captain can look at the treasure map. So they bring Patrick in and that's his crew. And they're going to go find this treasure. Yep. We got Peggy, the pirate. Of SpongeBob, because he puts on two peg legs. Yeah. And Blindbeard, the pirate. Patrick, because he puts on two eye patches. Right. (laughs) They didn't think that one through. No, they definitely didn't. And as they're driving the ship. Rowing. Oh, rowing the ship. As they're rowing the ship, they see, or SpongeBob sees something ahead, but he can't articulate that there is something they're going to crash into because Mr. Krabs has told him that he needs to say arg instead of okie dokie or something like that. Yeah. And so he just keeps saying arg after every word. And by the time he is about to finish the sentence, they have already crashed into this rock. And Mr. Krabs asks for a status report and they say the whole ship is underwater. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Of course it is. You're underwater. <laughs> and they say they're marooned. Yep. So they start walking and they find the two-leafed uh, piece of kelp or seaweed, which Mr. Krabs pulls a leaf off of it so that it can have two leaves. <laughs> and he says, all right, we got to go a thousand paces east. And Patrick has the compass and they go a thousand paces and there's nothing there. And Mr. Krabs is like, we went a thousand paces east, right? And Patrick says, I thought you said weast. Which is another thing that I've said. I think I've said that to you. Oh, really? You probably just didn't know that I was I had no idea if you did. Do we have to go east or weast? (laughs) Just, uh, Patrick is the goat. I love Patrick. 
they're about to quit after they they start going the other way, and Mr. Krabs kind of shames them into staying with them. Like, we're so loyal, we're going to sleep outside and be cold and all this. And then they say they're so loyal, they're going to find the treasure. So they go and they know they're not allowed to look at the map. So they start poking it until it falls open, and they see it. And clearly it is the game board. Right. And they're realizing that they are not actually hunting a real treasure. But maybe Mr. Krabs does think they are. He has clearly lost his mind, which SpongeBob (laughs) won't admit, but Patrick has no filter. He's like, no, I think you're going crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And Mr. Krabs is about to like, I don't know, do something crazy to them. He's going to beat the crap out of them, it looks like. And then they realize they're on the X. And they're like, oh my God, it is based on a real treasure map. They dig up the treasure and Mr. Krabs is shocked and appalled that they think they get a share. <laughs> right. He starts saying all for one and they say one for all um, so that they would be sharing this prize. And as they're arguing over it, the camera pans up to a ghost ship. It's like a very eerily green ship. Yep, it's and the Flying Dutchman. Yes, that is where the Flying Dutchman is. And he hears them arguing and gets annoyed and realizes that they dug up his treasure. Yep, and he comes down and asks, hey, who dug up my treasure? Why did you wake me up? And Mr. Krabs just immediately rolls over and says, it was them. <laughs> and so uh, he thanks them. The Flying Dutchman thanks Patrick and SpongeBob for digging it up, saves him the, the trouble of digging it up. Don't know why he put it underground to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> and Maybe he, he did that before he died, and now that he's a ghost, he can't dig it up. I don't know. Maybe. Either way, he thanks them by giving them some gold doubloons, and Mr. Krabs is upset. He's the captain, and so he gets a, a miniature treasure chest that's based on the real treasure chest. Yep. <laughs> made of plastic. Poor Mr. Krabs. Not really. I know. Uh, did you know that Mr. Krabs... How old would you guess Mr. Krabs is? I would say probably like 50s. He is 74. Oh. There's an episode that shows his driver's license, and he's 74 years old. He looks good for for the old man. <laughs> uh, but it's also weird because he has a teenage daughter. Oh. His daughter is a whale, by the way. Okay. Yeah. I don't know how that works. I didn't really think into it as a child. I wasn't sure. <laughs> but, you know, his daughter was a whale, and yeah. But he's 74, so he... He had a kid at old age. Yeah. There's no mom in the picture. With presumably a whale. Yeah. Presumably, you would, I would, I hope so. Maybe she's adopted. Oh, okay. But maybe. he doesn't seem like the charitable type in that sense, <laughs> unless he's just looking for a tax write off. Could be. So that is the end of ARG, which leads us to the last part of this, which is one of my favorites Rock Bottom. Uh, it starts with us at Glove World. <laughs> Which is the strangest theme park I have seen. They are walking around with what look like just uh, latex gloves on their heads and a balloon that is a latex glove. And I think Patrick says that he bought an action figure or he bought gloves for his glove action figure. Yeah. And SpongeBob has his glove light. They got their glove balloon, glove hat. SpongeBob beats the crap out of the bus driver with his glove balloon looking for change. (laughs) They get on the bus and they realize that it's the wrong bus. Yep. Because Patrick's looking out the window and he's like, huh, SpongeBob, where is leaving Bikini Bottom? (laughs) And Patrick's 
Patrick's so, so great. So the bus is heading in a different direction and it takes a sharp turn. Yeah. 90 degrees. A 90 degree turn down, not left or right. And it goes straight to rock bottom. Rock bottom is clearly below the layer of the sea where the sun reaches. Yep. And they don't really know what's going on. The bus driver kicks him out. He gives zero fucks. He's like, oh, sorry, you're stranded. Yeah. He <laughs> he literally kicks them off the bus. Like most bus drivers, you know, you get off at your stop. But I guess this bus just has two stops. One is Bikini Bottom and one is Rock Bottom. Yeah. It's just Glove World, <laughs> Rock Bottom, and... Um, Patrick is very scared. They, he doesn't know what bathroom to use and they, they try and wait and see people out and they have no idea. Clearly they've never seen any of these species of fish before. Yep. They're the kind of fish that have lights on their heads or are just super strange looking. The ones that are at the literal bottom of the ocean. Yeah. All the bioluminescence and all of that. Right. Uh, SpongeBob is going to go try and find a bus route times or anything like that. And he's like, Patrick, call me if the bus comes. And as soon as he's walking away, the bus comes by and Patrick's on it. like, say SpongeBob, the bus is here. <laughs> and SpongeBob runs after it. Clearly can't catch it. And he tries running up the road, which is a 90 degree angle. And he says something about how Grandpa Squarepants told him never to run up a road at a 90 degree angle. He's like, what? I guess that's why Grandpa Squarepants always said, don't run for a bus, especially when it's going at a 90 degree angle upward. <laughs> that seems like something someone says. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know why he can't just swim up. Right. Like, I guess is that is that like flying for them? But. <laughs> but it also he's, like you said, super weak. So maybe his arms just can't work that well. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, th there are episodes where they go to the beach, oh. which for them is a lagoon. And it's like, it's called goo lagoon and they go swimming in like the goo. Uh, so it's, it's so it's, 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 uh, it's, it's definitely weird how yeah. that is. They need a different viscosity of, uh, liquid liquid. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so SpongeBob loses his balloon. There's another bus that comes and this, this bioluminescent creature is there and he sticks his tongue out and kind of blows his tongue at SpongeBob. SpongeBob's like, I need to get out of here. And the guy just runs after his balloon. He's like, that's not the problem. I need it fixed. Yeah. Uh, but he'll come back later. In the meantime, SpongeBob's just waiting for a bus. And these buses are coming frequently. Yeah. They're they, just really fast. They wait less than half a second. Right. There's no one here? Okay, sorry. But there's at least 10 buses that come and go. Yeah, within a five-minute period. Less than that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then there's no buses. He goes, he, he tries to get a candy bar. I think at least seven buses pass in the time. He doesn't get his candy bar. Someone steals it. And then he tries to trick it with a cardboard cutout of himself, <laughs> which is facing the wrong way, <laughs> by turning into a bench. And finally, he just loses his mind and he goes to get in line and complain. And he is like, well, at least I'm first in line. But all the fish glare at him and he ends up being 329th in line. Yes. I remembered and, that. Yeah, because there's an egg <laughs> on his head that says 329. <laughs> and then the line moves forward and the egg hatches. And now he's like 332nd because three yep. new people are in front of him in line. Yeah. When he was 
originally trying to catch the bus, I noticed that he was using a lot of interesting swear words like barnacles and tartar sauce and fish cakes. Yeah. And I wonder what those words mean. What are the the, <laughs> the, the correlations? Because there is an episode called, I think it's called Sailor Sailor Talk, mm. where they they do swear, except it's fish noises like dolphin clicks oh. when they swear because they see it written on the back of a dumpster. And so they'll start saying things. So clearly maybe that's like saying, oh, heck, <laughs> oh, gosh, darn it. That's what tartar sauce is. Yeah. But I do like I do like his cursing. Yeah. So he eventually does get to the front of this line and asks when the next bus is coming. And the guy says five seconds. Yeah. Well, he would have been able to make it maybe, but the guy couldn't understand his accent. Oh, right. Because he's not going <laughs> in between <laughs> yeah. in between his words. And so he finally does it. And he's like, oh, five seconds. And that's it. Then they just shut down. They yep. they gave zero fucks too. That was the last bus of the night. Which then SpongeBob becomes afraid of the dark. And he says that it is advanced darkness. Which is another meme. That's another oh. one that people use. And they don't just do it for, for darkness. A lot of times they'll do, this isn't normal stupidity. This is advanced stupidity. <laughs> it's got that picture of SpongeBob there. Yeah. And that's one of my favorite ones to... To actually just say when kids do stupid stuff in class or <laughs> when they'll like just ask dumb questions. I like to use that one. I'll just put it up on the board. It's a good time. I probably shouldn't <laughs> do that. <laughs> and this is when the fish that went and chased after SpongeBob's balloon comes back. He returns with the balloon and ties it to SpongeBob's wrist and... SpongeBob is not understanding what's happening, but I think he's a little bit happy to have his balloon back. And then all of a sudden the fish starts blowing into the balloon and still SpongeBob doesn't understand what's happening. And eventually it goes up, up, up because maybe the fish blows helium. I don't know. I don't know how it works underwater. Well, I mean, any kind of air is going to be uh, lighter than water. I, I I mean, I guess we shouldn't really debate the physics of SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> but he floats up and he's like, thank you, you know, to talk to him in his, his native tongue. And right. the guy's like, thank you. And I just, in my notes here, I was like, SpongeBob treats these people down there like... Like the same way that closed minded people deal with foreigners where he's just talking loudly and screaming at him and yeah. like just doesn't trust any of them. That's kind of how they treat all the people in rock bottom. Yeah, that's true. It's a good correlation. Um, and the balloon eventually flies over to Bikini Bottom and he's home. Yep. And just in time for Patrick to be going back on a bus to back <laughs> down to rock bottom and hopefully save SpongeBob. Yep. Because Patrick's a good friend, <laughs> if a dumb one. And that's the end. Those, those are our two episodes. Uh, what What were your thoughts on SpongeBob? The character of the show. Yes. <laughs> um, the character, I thought, well, I had a little bit of a hard time reading him because... I'm used to watching cartoons where the main person is generally the smarter person and the people that he hangs out with are the stupid ones who he has to put up with. And here it seemed like he was stupid, but people that he hung out with were even stupider generally. Well, I mean, I'm 
referring to Patrick. Right. Um, so that was kind of interesting. It seemed like he just didn't know what he was doing most of the time. Um, but he did have good intentions. Yeah. I think he's a good hearted person. Yeah. A sponge. Yeah. He's a good hearted <laughs> sponge. What about the show in general? The show in general, I, I can't say that it's something that I would watch today. And I think that a lot of that has to do with not having watched it when I was a kid, like with certain shows, especially the ones that we're going to be covering later, nostalgia is probably a big part of enjoying them. And because I didn't have that with this show, it made it a little bit less enjoyable than some of the other shows. But I mean, it's, there were, it was funny. There were things that I laughed at and stuff. Yeah. Like there's, there's jokes that are good for me. Like uh, when pet, not Patrick, when Mr. Krabs saying that a, a pirate's not judged by the size of his booty. <laughs> that's, that's a great one. That's a, that's a great double entendre. I, I, yeah. I, I mean, I liked the, um, the shot with the real sponge and the real starfish. And I liked a couple other things too. I thought the end of this last episode was pretty good with the fish just showing up and tying the balloon to his wrist and saving the day. Yeah. But I, nostalgia is definitely a big part of it for me in, in that there are episodes that I haven't seen in years mm. that I'll still text my friends things from, especially the Krusty Krab pizza one, the, the band episode, when Patrick asks if mayonnaise is an instrument, like yeah. that's such a stupid <laughs> line, but I'll still text people it or that just, I can sing the Krusty Krab pizza song. Uh, I didn't I'm know not there was a song. To. Oh, maybe I will. Because you know, <laughs> they're going and it's, they don't, they, they don't realize that they sell pizza. Mm-hmm. Well, they don't until Mr. Krabs like, sure we do. We do delivery. And SpongeBob and Squidward have to go deliver it together for some reason. Yeah. SpongeBob, for those of you that don't know, does not have his boater's license. Oh. He cannot drive, but Squidward wants him to drive when they're going and he crashes their car immediately. No, he doesn't crash it. He just keeps going forever. <laughs> and so they have to go on foot and he's just sitting there singing to keep morale up. Maybe he's like, the crusty crab pizza is the pizza for you and me over and over. And then he has <laughs> remixes where he's like pretending that he's scratching it like on a turntable or something. Yeah. And then he's got like this big opera with a crusty crab over <laughs> and just like until Squidward loses his, his mind. <laughs> but I text my buddy about that one a lot. That's such a good episode. <laughs> um, what do you rate out of five, the show or the episodes that we saw today? The episodes that we saw today, I would probably give. So before I say this, I will say I thought they were good, good episodes. I thought they were good cartoons and I thought there were things that were funny about them. I think not all of it was geared entirely towards kids, which is a good thing about uh, cartoons. And that's a quality that. I think is applicable to most cartoons that have lasted this long. So I think I would probably give it three of those turbo spatulas. What were they called? The hydrodynamic, uh, hydrodynamic spatulas. Okay. I'll give it three hydrodynamic spatulas. I actually did like the spatula. 
I especially liked SpongeBob's entrance with the spatula. Oh yeah, when it's just flying around. <laughs> uh, I'm, as you may may <laughs> assume, going to rate it a little higher. Yeah, it is. This show is so near and dear to me. I think I let's see. I would have been twelve when it first came out, and. I don't know. It was just such a big part. I remember going, I saw the SpongeBob movie in theaters. Oh. Yeah. There was a movie that came out in 2004. I saw it in theaters as a high school junior <laughs> with my buddy, Steve. Uh, we saw it twice. Oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We were like the only people in the theater. Really? Yeah. There was not other people in there that oh. I remember. Maybe I just f- remember it that way. Maybe the second time we saw it, it was that. Yeah. But- there's probably little kids there, right? Either way, the movie was hilarious. It was great. <laughs> they, that's why they have kind of the pause in when they released oh, episodes. Okay. Is they they made the first three seasons and then they kind of stopped production because they focused on the movie for a while, and then they went. They've been in other movies too. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to give it four point seven five. Whoa! Oh yeah, four point seven five Krabby Patties out of five. Because the show is just so good, and the first season is amazing. There's how, so many good episodes. How did it hold up watching it now, as opposed to when you first watched it when you were 12? Well, I laugh at the same things now because <laughs> I clearly have not matured. And I think this the show holds up perfectly. I remembered almost everything that was going on with it. I I feel like I feel like I'd just watch these episodes, you know last week or something yeah. it felt like even though I hadn't seen them in years and that I don't know the show just holds up well I love watching it and it I don't know the comedy of it and the way it was designed it you're right it's not just for kids and there's so much and the guy who created like I said Steven Hillenberg he he was shocked that it had an audience outside of kids mm-hmm. but like when it was first on it was on Saturdays and it, by the end of the first month that it was on, it overtook Pokemon as the most popular cartoon, oh. which Pokemon had been most popular for a while at that point, I, I would assume. Uh, they had to start airing it Monday through Thursday on Nickelodeon, like, because people wanted to watch it so much. And it was pulling in, like, I think, let's see, 61 million viewers a week, 20 million of which were people 18 to 49. Wow. That's so, a lot of people watching a cartoon. Yeah. That's so kind of crazy. It like it was a huge thing. Like the show the show was great. I can't believe you didn't watch it <laughs> when you were younger. I mean, at the time that it came out I would have been around fourteen and I don't know. I just wasn't as into cartoons in general. So the ones I watched were when I was much younger. Did you know how this cartoon was sold to the network? How? So Steven Hillenberg is a marine biologist. That and, part I knew. Okay. And he present his, presented his idea to Nickelodeon by bringing a fish tank into the boardroom, explaining what was living inside of it, and then putting a cartoon drawing of SpongeBob inside of it and saying, this is SpongeBob, the star of your new show. That is wonderful. <laughs> I did not know that. I... I knew a couple other things about him and about like the past that led up to it. Um, 
His first animated work was a thing called The Green Beret, Mm. which was about a Girl Scout who was physically challenged in that she had enormous fists. Okay. And she would just topple houses and destroy neighborhoods while (laughs) she was trying to sell cookies. I don't know that I would have watched that. <laughs> uh, that was his first animated thing that he that he kind of <laughs> created. It was just, I, I don't know if it was in college or whatnot. Oh, okay. He also had another one that he had called Wormholes that was about the theory of relativity. That's kind of. pretty uh, advanced for children. Right. <laughs> I don't know if it was that for children. Okay. Um, but he also had a comic about the sea, and that might be kind of where your thing is coming in, is a comic called The Intertidal Zone. Oh. And one of the guys that was working on Rocco's Modern Life with him saw it and was like, hey, you should make a show about this. Interesting. I saw that he had this idea starting back in 1984, I think. That may have been The Intertidal Zone. I didn't look too far. Well, and then it, so it said he came up with it around 1984, kind of put it on the back burner, worked on Rocco's Modern Life, and then brought it back after that ended. And do you know that it was originally supposed to be Sponge Boy Squarepants? Almost. Sponge Boy Ahoy is what they were going to call it. And they didn't call it Sponge Boy because there was already a cleaning product that was trademarked. That part I did not know. What is the cleaning? Is it a sponge? I don't know. I would imagine it's some sort of mop. (laughs) It is a mop. That makes sense. Uh, the sponge boy mop. So there's some interesting, strange things about the show. For one, Patrick and Gary, they are actually first cousins. Okay. (laughs) So there is an episode where they show a, their family tree on there. And when you look at it, it's the relationship comes because like Patrick's grandparents and somebody else had another kid or something. And like their family tree just shows them being, being cousins, hmm. which, okay. <laughs> I don't know how. I already told you that Mr. Krabs was 74 in right. the show. I, SpongeBob is a year older than I am. Oh. He himself, he is born in 1986. That's what his driver's license says when he finally gets that. So we figure at the time of the show, when it came out, he was 13. Yeah. Interesting. So 13. He lives in a house by himself. Maybe, maybe time doesn't pass in the show. Maybe he's, maybe I don't know, but, but either way. If his driver's license said 1988, he would still be young. Yeah. Or 86. Yeah. He, he, he's young. So I guess that's why he's going for his first job. Interesting. Don't know why he lives by himself, but <laughs> he's he's out there. Did you know that he's ambidextrous? I did not. That's something that he and I have in common. Oh, I can't even write well with one hand. <laughs> <laughs> and did you have anything else about the show in particular? Um, I have some things about criticism of the show. Okay. In 2005, there was an evangelical group that attacked the show. Oh. Because there was an advertisement where they were playing, it was SpongeBob and there was some stuff going on and like the music was We Are Family and they were claiming that SpongeBob was advocating homosexuality. (laughs) And so a bunch of people, I don't know if it was a bunch of people, people tried to get the show shut down. Interesting. Because it was 
oh, you know, promoting gay gay rights and all this stuff. And then there's all this question about is SpongeBob gay? And the creator's like, I'm pretty sure he's just asexual. We yeah. never really had him a sexuality. It's a kid show. Right. So, you know. <laughs> Plus he likes Sandy, right? I don't feel I think that may have just been that episode because oh, okay. they're more like best friends. I feel like. Yeah, uh, there's definitely more of the more of best friends. OK. And I had one other thing that I found, which was, did you know that there's a Broadway musical? I've heard of it. I didn't <laughs> look into it. So it opened in December of this last year. And it's running through the first weekend of September. I hope it comes to Seattle. <laughs> I'll go see it. <laughs> I'm sure you would. It doesn't have like costumes. Like there's nobody that's dressed in a giant SpongeBob suit or anything like that. He's just wearing the outfit. Yeah. He's wearing like a checkered shirt and suspenders, that kind of thing. The person who plays Squidward does have a costume that has four legs. Nice. And it features music from David Bowie, Cindy Lauper, John Legend, and Aerosmith. Huh. That that reminds me that there are some high profile guests that were on. Oh, really? As voices to SpongeBob. Uh, we have our our good friend. Our good friend. Let me do that again. <laughs> <laughs> we have some people like Victoria Beckham. Oh. She did a voiceover as Queen Amphit Amphitrite. Try to say that three times fast. Queen Amphitrite. Amy Poehler. <laughs> yeah. As Granny. And Johnny Depp as Jack Kahuna Laguna. I can do without him. Eh, the character was pretty weird, too. <laughs> uh, they, they're on, there's other people that had some stuff on there as well. But I, I, I like that Amy Poehler was the Granny. I did not know that until, until now, really. <laughs> nice. And the day that we're recording this is actually a SpongeBob holiday. February 15th is Annoy Squidward Day, according to the episode Employee of the Month, which is a season one episode. Also, I feel like every day was Annoy Squidward Day. I really do. So I didn't watch that episode or anything, but it was something where... Squidward was in a bad mood and uh, said that it was Annoy Squidward Day. And then SpongeBob points to a calendar and is like, yeah, it is Annoy uh, Squidward Day. <laughs> uh, Squidward's life is hard living with them. <laughs> uh, did you know that there is a theory that the characters in the show represented the seven deadly sins? Oh, geez. Getting deep. Yeah. So... There's a fan theory that the, the characters, the main characters of SpongeBob represent the seven deadly sins. Uh, so we've got Sloth, which would be Patrick, because yeah. he does nothing. Uh, he actually wins a, a, a trophy, an award for doing nothing the best. That sounds like my kind of award. Yeah. SpongeBob keeps winning all these awards for stuff, and then Patrick's frustrated, and he's trying to win an award. And finally, they like one gets sent to him, and it's like, "What's this for doing nothing? The longest." And then he <laughs> goes back under his house to defend his title. Nice. Uh, we've got Wrath, Squidward. That makes sense. Yep, he's just angry and always gets upset at everyone. I'm guessing that greed is Mr. Krabs. Greed is Mr. Krabs. I don't know how you could have got that. <laughs> We didn't see the one main character we didn't get uh, in these episodes is Plankton. Plankton is the enemy 
of Mr. Krabs. He is the owner of the Chum Bucket, okay. the rival restaurant. And Plankton represents envy. He's envious of Mr. Krabs' success. Also, wait, Chum just sounds horrible, even if oh, you're a fish, right? <laughs> like, come on. Uh, gluttony is Gary, which is hilarious to me. Gary does like to eat a lot. Gary the snail. Gary the snail. He eats a lot, though. And SpongeBob always says, don't forget to feed Gary or I got to feed Gary a lot. Yeah, I think uh, he did say that in one of these episodes. He did. We've got pride in S- Sandy. That makes she's sense. She's very proud of who she is, where she comes from. There's a whole episode where she gets mad when they make fun of Texas. Like, <laughs> she wants to beat the crap out of SpongeBob and Patrick. Don't mess with Texas. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. And the one that doesn't make sense to me is SpongeBob, where they say is lust. Which it just seems weird. And I don't know, like lust is what, like excessive love of things. And I guess he does have that. But yeah, when you think about lust, that's not what you think of. Right. I guess he does over eager, like all that yeah. stuff. But interesting. Yeah. I, I don't really get that comparison that much with him. He seems really just like nothing. He just seems like he's this good hearted sponge and going with the flow and maybe he's a little bit stupid, but that's not a deadly sin. Yeah. Stupidity is not a deadly sin. (laughs) Otherwise there'd be a lot of people. Well, we do have the Darwin awards. Yeah. But it's not a sin. Um, So the last thing I've got here is just, I tried to look up a list of all the memes from SpongeBob. (laughs) The page goes on forever. Okay. Don't read them. I'm not going to read them. all. (laughs) I just want to do some of my favorite ones are no, this is Patrick, which is when Patrick actually gets a job at the Krusty Krab and he keeps getting, he's answering the phone and he'll answer and they'll be like, Hey, is this the Krusty Krab? And he's like, no, this is Patrick. And he hangs (laughs) up, rings. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Patrick. (laughs) So the meme is just him screaming into it and like, no, this is blank. Yeah. You know, pretty straightforward. Uh, there's the, my leg one. Then there's my eyes, which happens when I think King Triton shows up and like his bald head comes out and it shines with the light. And one of the characters, like his eyes go like he's looking at this. He's like, oh, my eyes. That's also a thing on Friends. Sounds right. It's something that two characters say, but mostly it is a Phoebe reference where she's watching Monica and Chandler have sex from across the street because they're in the neighboring apartment in ugly naked guy's apartment. And she goes, my eyes, my eyes. <laughs> and the last one I want to go is the tough SpongeBob one where SpongeBob is trying to prove that he's tough. Uh, and he's just sitting here with his finger up like, I'll have you know that I did blah, 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 blah today. <laughs> so it's the meme of like, I saw my ex day and I'll have you know that I only cried for 20 minutes afterward or (laughs) I'll have you know I stepped on a Lego brick and I only screamed for 20 hours. Things like that. Nice. So there are Legos do hurt. Yeah. 20 hours is appropriate. Yeah. Depends on what kind of Legos. (laughs) The small ones. Yeah. So that is that is the world of SpongeBob memes. Well, SpongeBob did win an Emmy as well. Wow. Daytime Emmy. So oh, I don't know. A daytime, Emmy? <laughs> daytime Emmy Award winner, 2010, 2014. Woo. <laughs> and it is the fifth running, fifth running, fifth longest running animated show behind the Simpsons, Arthur, South Park and Family Guy. Arthur? Yeah. Is Arthur still on? It must be. <laughs> Unless my source is wrong, which 
very well could be. Mm-hmm. I did not do a lot of research into it. <laughs> I just looked at what were longer running shows, animated shows. I would never have put Arthur on a list of longest running cartoons. I mean, it's been around a long time. It's been around a long time, but I just assumed that it was one of those that aired for like two seasons and then just continued repeating. I don't know. There's a lot of good Arthur memes too. They're all really disturbing though. (laughs) There's the fist at the side. I see that one a lot. And then the one where... Um, he's wearing headphones, but they're not actually in his ears. So it's like, I'm not listening to you. There's a lot of sexual Arthur memes. Oh, I haven't seen yeah, those. Which the creator of Arthur is really pissed about. Oh. <laughs> like he's come out and said stuff about it where he's just really upset about it, <laughs> which I'd be too, right? Come on. It's Arthur. Kids keep just twisting everything around. Yeah. I don't know who's twisting around, but they should find help. <laughs> And uh, anyway, that is that is our show today. Yeah. Next week, we'll be watching Saved by the Bell, and I'll put the episodes that we're going to watch on Instagram and Twitter. So if you want to watch with us, you can do that. And I don't yeah. think we've picked the episodes yet, have we? Not yet, but I think we have some time. Yeah. Well, we can. I'll be gone. <laughs> I get to go spend a week in Mexico in the sun and away from all the drear yeah, it's supposed to snow the day after you leave. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm so happy now. It's supposed <laughs> to be 85 and sunny. Wow, that sounds delightful. Oof. You'll be you'll be in the sun and I'll be here just freezing. Sad. I'll send pictures. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you all for listening in and until next Friday. Bye. Hey, 90s kids, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far, and we're excited to continue on this nostalgic trip. We want it to be about you too, though. Let us know what you're thinking by sending an email to tfgifpodcast at gmail.com. You can share your own 90s TV-related memories, ask us questions, suggest we cover a specific show or episode, give us feedback. Maybe be nice about that, though, as we're pretty fragile people. You can also follow us on both Twitter and Instagram at TFGIF Podcast. And if you could please rate and review us on iTunes, we'd really appreciate it so we can try to reach even more people who love the best decade ever. Until next Friday, bye!